Oh, where are we? This place looks kind of familiar. James and Walt, your recurring broadcast has sparked discussions among Commander players. Many Commander players disagree with your statements or add nuanced layers which we are scrutinizing and collating data from. Yeah, Commander's a pretty diverse format of magic. Probably because it's, like, so personal to us. Like, the way me and Walt enjoy magic might be different from others. Wait a minute, are you in our Discord? The two of you have discussed many topics at length, always concluding conversation in a neutral territory. There is a popular perception that you both agree on all facets of the Commander format. James and I are a team. We'll, we'll always back each other up and support the differences between us. It makes us a much stronger couple. Fr- friends! Co-hosts! Co- colleagues! Chums! Oh, Walt. We have, however, through our own research, discovered topics on which you disagree. Yeah, I I usually play more creature-based sorcery speed decks and James more instant speed spell-focused decks. Yeah, we've talked about this before. We've even said that Walt is a total spike and I'm more of a Johnny player. You will each have 10 minutes to elucidate your positions. Your human audience will declare a victor. Our positions on what? I'm sure we'll come to the same conclusion anyway. Political deals and alliances are an essential attribute of the Commander format, but some players seek narrow avenues within their deals such that they may keep their word while still pursuing their path to victory. You humans would refer to this as a moral grey area, but we require two clearly articulated separate positions to form our final conclusion. Well, that's hard for us to debate on it. James and I are both honourable, right? Yeah, look, if I make a deal in Commander, it is going to benefit me. It's part of the game. Well, you're just too soft. It's probably why none of your deals ever work out for you anyway. (gasps) Take that back. Deals work out for me because people like me. Are you saying people don't like me? Your words, not mine. Well, you are going down. Welcome to the Get Commanded podcast by the Greensboro Commander community. It's the GCP by the GCC and POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces, apparently, to help you to have better games of Commander. I'm your host, Walt. And hello, Commander players. I'm your other host, James. All right, so clearly... We disagree on this command that yeah, we've been given. just quietly, yeah. And the Space Commanders are going to give, like, the listeners a chance to, like, declare the right answer on this, I mm. guess? This is some serious hardcore research the Space Commanders are doing. Yeah, um, I guess we should lay some ground rules Good. for... Gentlemanly, Giving like our it. positions. Yep. So, um, let's say eight minutes each on our primary argument. Sure, I think eight minutes is a fair amount of time. I also want to make the rule of keeping interruptions to a minimum. I've got a lot to say here. Okay, fair enough. Um, So after that eight minutes happens, we have to read concluding statements. Sure, like on the timer, have a statement ready, read it. Yep, done. 
Uh, and then each of us get three minutes to rebut the other person's arguments at the end. Sure. And I think it's only fair that the humans, as the space commanders declared, which is our listeners to this podcast, decide the victor. So make sure you join our Discord to cast your vote on this one. Yep. We'll be reporting back on who was the winner, uh, according to the space commanders. So, um, who's going first? Um, I'll go first. I've got a lot to say on this one. Sure. Go right ahead. Okay. All right. So my stance on the Space Commander's topic is basically to read the fine print. That's the argument that I'm going to make here and the fact that it's fun and a really cool part of Commander to do. I'm also a little bit nervous. This is the first time Walt and I have gone toe to toe. It's kind of insane. Mm -hmm. But I would firstly, at the top of my discussion, like to make it clear that I am not an asshole. I know for a fact that that's the position that you are going to take on this. But this position of like encouraging political deals that are a little bit dubious or like make a really cool loophole in it is not the asshole position to take. It's actually far from that. I'm not arguing that you should be a lawyer dressed like a shark in a fancy suit like Harvey Specter from Suits. <laughs> and you definitely shouldn't be a shark dressed as a lawyer um, and make other people feel unsafe in the water. <laughs> Commander is meant to be fun, and after I'm done, political deals are actually going to be one of the funnest things that you do when you play Commander. So, to start off, I want to make it clear that politics is a part of our format. It is inevitably going to happen. Um, I've known players that try to, like, escape from politics. It's just not going to happen. If you were to say, describe Commander, like, define it as a format, usually the term social format comes up. The whole point of having fun with friends is a big part of it. You want to get to know your opponents. You know your playgroup. We've talked about this on this podcast before. So politics inevitably happens, and I want you to view this as a resource. Politics is a resource. Just like your mana, just like your life total, your creatures, your graveyard, whatever it is, it is a resource, and it can actually be used to help close games out. If everyone only played to win and like made decisions based on their own self-interest and never made political deals at all... Do you know how long Commander would take to play? How many board wipes people would start running? It would just go on for hours and hours, right? You're nodding in the corner there. Well, I can (laughs) see it. You're agreeing with this. Fantastic. I think it is so important because it helps the game end. How many Commander games have you had where you've gone, you know what? I would like this to end, so I'm going to utilize my opponents to help me eliminate another player. And I actually have a story about this later. Now, politics is also, in my opinion, what can separate a good player from a great player. Now, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story here about um, someone called Nathan or Moop in our Discord, which you can jump in and have a chat. And Moop, if you want to cast your vote here, it won you the Dockside debacle. So it's in your best interest to cast your vote for my (laughs) argument. So for context, the Dockside debacle was a huge CDH tournament and basically... Every CDH player from Australia that has experience was there. I was lucky enough to be invited and I was in the first round game with Nathan and it was a showstopper. It had like everyone had finished their game before ours. So we had an audience of like 30 to 40 people watching it. And after the game, a room full of CDH experts analyzed the game. We talked about it. We discussed it at length and we found that the reason Nathan won that game 
was of his use of politics. It was all down to him using politics as a resource. And the main thing that he did here was actually leveraging his seat position in the in the seat order. Now, this is a really high level thinking about Commander. These are CDH players, the, the pinnacle of Commander like player in terms of power level. And they're utilizing the seat position that they have. How, how when was the last time you thought about seat position? This is the best Commander player I know in terms of like ability to win games and power level. Nathan Moop is incredible. Um, so I think if you want to be a really good Commander player, you should be aware of these high level interactions such as seat position and politics. Now, onto the actual gut of the argument that, you know, this moral gray area, it's going to feel bad. I want to address the feels bad quite directly. And I want to say off the bat, it should feel a little bad. I think... I think the feel bad is often such a scared of term that it's like, it's the contentious part of this, right? I think as long as you know that you're playing commander, politics is going to be a part of this game. Don't come to the table and expect no one to try and talk to you and get you to align with them or get you to team up against an opponent. You're not playing commander if you're walking into a game and, and going in with that strategy. Now, the other reason why I think it shouldn't be so scary is that it is actually a learning opportunity. I think a feels bad is just like falling off your bike. So say, for example, you're riding your bike, you're trying to turn a corner and you turn that corner with too much speed and you fall off and graze your knee, right? We've all been there, all done that. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt, but I guarantee you will never turn that corner with that much speed again. I think that you should feel a little bad once a political deal goes slightly wrong for you because it will teach you. What did you miss? You, you now know what to look out for in political deals, how, how you might be duped in the future by a clever commander player. So just like misunderstanding a game rule, like, you know, for example, my huge mistake with not tapping my lands before I pass priority on frantic search. Never going to make that mistake again. Now... The next argument that I want to make for utilizing these loopholes and these like, you know, keeping to your word, but in a very clever way is that politics makes for awesome, awesome commander stories. Now, we've already actually mentioned this story on this podcast, and we both think that this is a really fun story. And it's the story of our first ever Patreon um, game with Fletcher. Um, now, Stubbsy was also in this game, and both of them were absolutely crucial to this story. Basically, Stubbsy had lethal on two players. Now, Fletcher, when he realized that, he said to Stubbs, hey, I can... I would really like you to kill Walton James, not me. That is a good start to this political deal. <laughs> but the line that he used was genius. He said, I won't kill you on my turn. Now the on my turn is the fine print in that statement that won him the game because he cast a Rakdos charm on Stubbs's end step before his turn and killed Stubbs. Ending a three hour long haul of a game. Really, really clever, really fun. A, it helped close out the game. B, it was very clever. Come on, like being like, oh, I won't kill you on my turn. On my turn, I'm not gonna do anything. You, you'll have my whole turn to, you know, da 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 da. But then killing him on his end step, God, that's just genius. And also, C, that political deal, that story, that wouldn't be entertaining without the fine print. That, that whole story falls on the pinpoint of the fact that he said, on my turn. 
Now, the lesson that I want you all to learn here is be clear and get clarity. A good deal always needs to be clear, and if you're offered one that's not clear, get clarity. Do not let people walk over you. And as I said at the beginning, politics is not made out to be evil. Everyone is simply trying to win. So you're not specifically going out to be an asshole. You're not trying to make a loophole. You're trying to win. Everyone is. So you sometimes need to make political deals. And if you can find the way to, to leverage that and, you know, make that jar of peanut butter last just that little bit longer, I think you're a really great commander player. Well, is it's, that... it's time for your closing statement. James. All right. That's eight minutes. All right. My minutes. closing statement. Political deals in Commander are going to happen. That's not up for debate here. The question is, are you going to make sure you're using its resource as correctly as you can? You wouldn't mistap your lands. Why would you miss politic? Great Commander players are ones that can effectively utilize everything at their disposal to win, including their opponents. Great Commander players also make for interesting stories. Engaging into the nuance of politics makes for such stories. So I ask you again, are you going to make sure you are using your resources correctly? Vote to read the fine print. Oh, all right. Okay, well, I'm... Blimey, I'm hopeful that my point got across. Yeah, I, I think you articulated yourself well. Thanks. Um, I'm going to launch my section all right. now. The floor is yours, Well, So, my argument is that there should be honour among thieves. So, I think a good political deal should always be mutually beneficial. In order to get someone to agree to a deal, there typically needs to be a mutual benefit for both parties. Otherwise, you're never going to get anyone to sign on to anything, right? Mm. So, your deal should always give your opponents something that they need in exchange for enough time or resources for you to set up a win, or vice versa. If you have to use fine print to get the most out of your deal, you might just be making bad deals. You should be able to lay everything on the table and have a way to exchange your resources such that you can find a win. For example, I played a game with my Seguin deck, which we've talked about recently, uh, which is a, um, a deck that wins by putting a bunch of equipment on different knights. Um, but it can put a bunch of swords on Seguin and win with lethal combat damage, like, like a Voltron sort of strategy. I was playing a game with my Seguin deck where someone had the ability to kill two players on their turn, similar to the Fletcher and Cooper story that we just heard. Uh, and I exchanged, the offer that I proposed was, I will never attack you with Seguin if you give me uh, several turns immunity. I believe I asked for three turns or something like that of immunity. Mm -hmm. The player agreed. And the two of the other two players ended up being eliminated. It was just me and this other player left. And I eventually managed to win without using my commander to attack at all. So even a deal that is very explicit and is not negotiated with, not uh, malleable, can still result in great commander games. And they still can result in great stories that you tell afterwards. The other thing about being true to your deals is it will make people want to politic with you again. Most commander players play inconsistent playgroups. We know this. We've talked about this before. Do you want to be known in your playgroup as the person who makes dodgy deals? Most importantly, people who do this consistently 
don't get offered deals anymore. If you really love your politics, it's in your best interest to keep your deals explicitly, otherwise you'll be left out of future political discussions. You can see this in effect when you watch JLK, Josh Lee Kwai, play on Game Nights now on the Command Zones channel. You can watch any recent episode of Game Nights and watch what happens to all other, other players at the table when Josh Lee Kwai starts to make a political deal. He starts to offer some sort of deal to somebody. They all immediately close their ears or start to like sort of tense up and go hold on I know how JLK phrases his his deals here I've got to be careful and I might not even sign onto a deal at all so you've got to be careful about the JLK effect you don't want to become known as the player who does that to people because people will stop offering you deals the other thing that I want to address is the feel bads this is something that James referred to before we play a social game. We are all obligated to ensure that everyone at the table has an enjoyable game. Most of us will play with new players on a semi-regular basis if we go to conventions, if we go to game stores. Do you want to have players' first experience of the game of Commander to feel like a used car salesman just sold them a car with no steering wheel? Because <laughs> that's what their experience is going to be if you're dealing them dodgy deals that eventually result in them losing the game. That's not going to leave them wanting to play more Commander. That's not the Commander that we love, and that's not one that you're going to be able to convince people to come back and play more of. Commander games are long. We all have a responsibility for ensuring that players walk away having had the best play experience they possibly could have. It's a long time commitment when you sit down for a game of Commander, and we should all walk away feeling as good as we possibly can. Like, we can't always walk away happy, but we can do our best to make sure that happens. You can't control your opponent's decks, but you can control the conversations you have with other players during the game. The other thing I wanted to address was sportsmanship. If we wanted to win at all cost, we'd be sweaty, moddy player. Sweaty, moddy? Sweaty? <laughs> if we wanted to win at all costs, we would be sweaty modern players. Oh, the format, right. The, the, <laughs> the format modern. We would be playing modern. But even then, some of the best magic players I've ever played in one-on-one -on -one magic tend to refuse a win if they feel it wasn't earned. They might have lethal on board, and if they feel that something they did was not fair, they will refuse to win, or they will in some way offer you the game. Why would they do that? Well, great players, great magic players know that wins don't feel truly satisfying unless we know we earned them. And the only way to know you've earned them is to feel that you were true in all of the, tr the different political friendships you maintained throughout that commander game. There was a tournament um, that is well known where a player had a dryad arbor. This is the land that is also a creature mm. hidden in their land base. They had all their lands laid out there and they had a dryad arbor, which is a creature in their lands. Famous story. Famous story. A player attempted to attack for lethal combat damage on this player and they pulled the dryad arbor out of their, their land base to block. And the, the, the attacking player lost the game because they missed lethal damage because they didn't realize the Dryad Arbor was there. That was so unsportsmanlike that they ended up creating an entirely new rule within the magic rule set to explicitly state that creature permanence must be kept separate from lands. They have to be organized on your playmat in a way that makes it obvious to the attacking player whether you have blocks or not. Everyone who watched that game knew what the right thing to do was, but it took 
Wizards of the Coast changing the rules to ensure that everyone did the actually did the right thing. Do you want to be the kind of player who they have to change rules for in order to make sure that you actually play the game properly? Ooh. I'm not saying that's something they're going to do in Commander, but do you want to be the kind of person who is pushing the the button of what is you know, in the case of Commander, what is socially acceptable? Do you want to be that player who pushes it to an extent where someone says, I'm never making deals with you again? That's like making a new rule for your playgroup, right? I don't think you want to be that kind of player. The last thing I want to say is that we all know what being a good person looks like in a Commander game. Making good deals and sticking to your deals is the right thing to do. If you make a deal that says, I won't do anything to your board for five turns, and then you proceed to attack them and deal lethal combat damage to the player you just made that deal with, that feels wrong because the spirit of the deal was immunity from your stuff, and you've gone against the spirit of that deal. We can always feel when someone has broken a deal, even in spirit, and nobody feels good about it. The, the player who it happens to, even you, if you have good moral character, will feel a bit funny about the fact that you did that. We all know how to be good people. The challenge is doing so even when there is perceived benefit to yourself, and especially when it's difficult for us. That's the true judge of someone's character. My closing statement, Commander, like all games, is a place where we can explore ideas before we take them into practice. Why would you practice shady deals and manipulative behavior, behavior when you could practice looking out for the well-being of other people, winning only through genuine contests, and generally doing the things that you know are right, even if they're difficult? Take those ideas into your daily life and you'll be remembered as a good person. All right. Congrats. Under eight minutes. Thank but, you. Um, now we have three minutes each to rebut uh, each other's statements. Sure. So let's take a second and let's come back. I, I'll go first again. I've got a few things to say. But um, yeah, let's take a second and we'll come back. Sounds good. Okay, do All you right. have your rebuttal? I sure do. There's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. So three minutes starting now. Okay, firstly, sportsmanship. The the point that you made about sportsmanship. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying about being a good sport. I'm not saying be an asshole when I'm saying read the fine print. But if you want to be a good sport, you should lead by example. And you should be a good sport when I make a play that I'm particularly proud of. And if that play is utilizing politics to my advantage, you should acknowledge that. You should be like, oh... That was very clever. I would have never thought of that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I think being a good sport is also knowing when you are bested. And if you were out thunk by the good thinker across the table from the from your from you and your commander pod, you should say, I think you did a really good job there. That's a loophole that I didn't think about when I made that political deal. We shook hands on it and I did agree to not killing you. Uh, sorry, not and not killing you on this turn so you wouldn't kill me on your turn. I probably should have specified to say, don't kill me until the end of your next turn. That's a much better way of wording it. I'm not sure if you noticed, but magic cards are very, very specifically worded. I think that's a hint that your political deals <laughs> should also be very politically worded. All right, the next thing that I wanted to kind of pull out of your statement was specifically the example of the Dryad Arbor story. Mm -hmm. Whilst, yes, it is a very famous story and a very good example of some dubious plays in Magic the Gathering, that's not politics. 
that example is straight up not a political deal story. And 1v1 Magic is not Commander. And yes, I, I actually agree with you when you said if we wanted to win at all costs, we would be sweaty modern players. And that's honestly, we've talked about on this podcast, why we play Pauper, because it allows us to get the competitiveness and the, the, the I need to sequence my plays exactly right kind of attitude out of our systems. And it, it really does help me. And I've, you've even said yourself, it helps you. Mm. I just don't think using an example from the 1v1 world is appropriate in a conversation about commander in politics i think that yeah talking about you know being dubious and and i use that word but you're not being dubious you're just being very clever and very aware of what deals you're making and how to make sure you utilize them to their full extent i don't think that's on the level of like abusing a rule of magic the gathering magic the gathering has rules that are written so they don't so the game can run. However, politics is meant to be this open space for people to be creative because Commander is a different format. It's the social format and it's unique and it's special. And it's special because of the fact that we can politic. My three minutes is nearly up, but I just wanted to end my whole statement with that's what makes Commander special. Commander is special and politics is part of that. Sure. I, I acknowledge where you're coming from. Um, I think the example that I give there is specifically within the context of seeking loopholes for rules. Okay. And so within a 1v1 format, someone was seeking a loophole in the rules in order to win a game. And I think that in Commander, people do the same thing when they abuse political okay. deals. But that's that's my thoughts on that. Well, I'm going to start your three-minute timer now. Oh, that's very kind. I don't, I don't think you need to do that. Um, well, I had, I had two main points I wanted to address from your ones. Specifically... Uh, I think you made the same whoopsie that I did there. You were talking a lot about CDH, which, in my opinion, is not the focus of Commander. Commander is a social game. It is a casual game. Mm-hmm. While CDH does fulfill the first of those categories in that it is still the social game of Commander, it is not, in my opinion, casual. It is a competitive format. It is called competitive EDH, after all. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that that the whatever tiny benefits you might be getting in win rate percentage in CDH are applicable to casual commander games that we play. I don't think that it's the same thing. And I, I, don't, I think that chasing minute competitive edges within casual commander is not an avenue that we want people to go down. I don't think it's an avenue we ask people to go down very often when we talk on this podcast. We talk a lot about the enjoyment of the game and the enjoyment we hope that all players gain together when they play. And I think going down that avenue of minute improvements on your decks is a a road that leads to other people not enjoying the games that you play with them. But that's that's my thoughts on that. Okay. Um, I do also think you, you, you put a little too strong of an emphasis on the merits of political deals, which, to be fair, was not what was being discussed. So I think that was a little bit of a straw man for you to be saying, I'm advocating for the the benefits of making political deals. I didn't say, and it was not my position to say, that political deals are wrong. I love political deals, and I think they should be part of all Commander games, but... I don't think they should be slimy. I don't think people should be abusing the fine print. I agree that all players should improve at the uh, the game gamesmanship of playing politics within Commander. And I think it should be something that we all expect within our games, that we are good at, that we enjoy. But I don't think it's something that we should be optimizing. And I, I don't think it's something we were specifically discussing was the, the, the merits of politics in Commander. My position was politics are good. 
but we don't necessarily need to be manipulative about the way that we find loopholes within those politics. All right. Happy to call you three minutes? Yep. That's my three minutes. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, usually at the end of each episode, we go like command received and stuff, Mm. but like space commanders, this is a bit of a different one. Um, What do you reckon? Broadcast received. Listeners, which position do you stand for? Vote in the Discord. Ooh, man, being in that weird... Did they beam us somewhere? Yeah, we're definitely back in our usual recording spot now, yeah. but we weren't earlier. I felt, like, really combative and weird over there, so I'm I'm kind of done with that. Do, do you want to hug it out? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. fair enough. Bring it out. I have to admit, that was... Bit full on. Yeah, I've never gone I, like toe to toe with you. So. Yeah. And look, I want to make it clear that, um, you know, the space commanders asked very specifically for two very definitive points. Mm. But I think now that the space commanders are fucked off, <laughs> we can say we can agree to disagree. And there's a bit yeah. of a gray area that we humans are kind of allowed to experience. Right? Yeah. They they wanted us to be very definitive in finding the, the sides of that gray mm. area and the, the, the correct position. And in the Discord, you do have to vote on what the correct decision is. Yes. But as human beings, I agree. We can acknowledge that it is a gray area. And to be honest, you know, in the context of providing concrete... Uh, sides to that argument, we were very polar. I think that... Mm, that yeah, our, that's where it came from. Our actual positions are probably, like, grouped se- separately, but they're not, like, the two ends of No, the- which what we were arguing then was definitely the two ends. Yeah. But, like Walt said, and like the Space Commanders told you to do, in our Discord, we'll be putting up another post alongside the usual announcement post that we make when each episode goes live. And this episode, this post will be pinned in the Discord, and there's going to be designated emojis to either support my statement of reading the fine print, or Walt's statement of being honourable amongst thieves. Mm, so please do join the Discord, because you will be deciding... Who, which position was the correct one out and, of that debate? And to be honest, we don't know. The Space Commanders could, like, kill the one that didn't get more votes. So this could be the end of the Get Commanded podcast. Uh, I hope I not. I don't know. I hope not. Looking forward to, 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 to more fun and less fighting. I hope so. But look, for anything else, um, if you want to talk about it and discuss, you can always t- join our Discord, and that is the best way to vote on this episode and talk with other members of our playgroup. You can also send us an email, add us on Twitter, and if you want to support what we're doing, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can leave us a review on apple music and spotify not google because they suck (laughs) and you can just tell you tell your friends about us and if you enjoy these episodes please comment and tell us and post publicly that you enjoy these styles of episode this was something new that walt and i are trying out Mm. if you like it let us know but um you can also support us pretty directly yeah, on Patreon, uh, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, there's loads of different tiers there on offer with some really, really great benefits for you. Uh, and we do have one of our patrons is a space commander. So he might be part of the reason why we had to debate this in the first place. Oh my place. God, Fletcher. So we would normally thank you, Fletcher. But in this case, no, we're still thanking you. Thank um, you for supporting <laughs> thank us, Fletcher. Thank you for supporting us, Fletcher. We appreciate it a lot. You are the best. Yep, you are the best. And... and- yeah, huge thanks to Palms Off Gaming who sponsored this podcast. They're a fantastic uh, gaming accessories company to get your sleeves, your deck boxes, your binders. So if you want to bling out your collection, you can check them out at palmsoffgaming.com.au. And now I'm serious. This episode made me feel weird. Yep. I want to be friends again. Do you mm-hmm. want to just planeswalk and chit chat for yes. a couple of minutes? Let's do it. Let's planeswalk out of magic and into something else. Uh, and actually into something 
that we did together that was not magic related. I know, I know <laughs> all of you out there. Actually, I should say immediately. So, so we went and saw a theatre show uh, at the place that I work. Um, it was Leno and Woodley, who are a fantastic Australian comedy duo. Hilarious. If you want to see where Walt and I's humour comes from, just watch any Leno and we Woodley comedy. We owe a lot to Leno really and Woodley for the, for the sort of dynamic that they have, the roles that they perform within the, the duo that they have. Um, I was going to say it's, it's completely separated from Magic, but we did actually run into one of our good friends, Nick, who plays Commander with us. <laughs> That's so true. On, on the, the train. train on we the can't do in. anything without some finding no. Magic. And I'm sure Nick was also shocked to, to hear we were not, you know, going to plenty of games in the city <laughs> to play some more Commander. Yeah. Um, no, we went and saw Leonard with this uh, latest show, which was a very loose retelling yes. of Moby Dick, uh, the, the famous uh, Herman Melville novel. Yeah. Um, it was... Call me Ishmael. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It was very, very unhinged in the best possible way. It was just an excuse for them to be completely silly on stage. On a, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I remember seeing that they were coming... Because in Melbourne, there's a huge Melbourne comedy festival where yes. all the comedians from all around the world... And Lane on Woodley are Australian, mm. but it's a huge festival. It goes on for weeks. It's only just ended. Yes. We went to see the show like when, a week ago. When you ago. hear this episode, it will have ended like a week and a half ago or yeah. something. It ended on the 22nd of April. But like, yeah. it's a it's a huge... Huge, huge um, comedy festival. Yeah. And I looked through the entire set list because I know that Walt works for like a part of the company that puts on the comedy festival. Some of the comedy festival shows, yeah. And I immediately text Walt, was like, Lane and Woodley are doing a show. We have to go. <laughs> like, have to. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was, it was fantastic. Hilarious. It was It was also a really good length. I'm a real, like... Uh, those who don't know me super well might not know this, but I, my other big passion outside of magic is theatre. Um, and I have a few very strong theatre positions. If anything, I'm probably more opinionated about theatre than I am If you over think Walt was opinionated magic. about this topic, yeah. wait till you talk to him about, like, <laughs> how do you feel about musicals, Walt? Uh, I've got some thoughts. Anyway, um, and... It was a really good length. And it's something yeah. that I, I feel really strongly about in theatre is I am very strongly, in general, against sh- uh, theatre shows that are, like, multi-acts, like where there's an interval in the mm. middle. I think it's way too long. I think it's silly. Takes the audience out of it. I think it's just a bit of a wank, to be honest. <laughs> um, and I think most theatre shows that are, like, really engaging and have you on the edge of your seat t- typically go between an hour and 90 minutes absolute maximum yeah. and this was like a like a 65 minute show it was perfect it was brilliant there was some good audience interaction which i really enjoyed but yeah. look if if we can't spoil the show because it's like their latest show but they've got a really old tv show um that we can easily recommend to you all yes. it's called the Leno and woodley show or just Leno. i think it might just be called Leno and woodley um, yeah it's hilarious walt and i quote it all the time mm. if there's a piece of content that we can recommend for you this week it's Leno and woodley yeah Go check it out Good luck finding a copy if you're not from I think, Australia. I honestly think it's on YouTube. There's people oh, that have uploaded it in that. parts it's, and stuff. It seems like the kind of show that's like at that tier. Like you know, there's like there's like the the upper like echelon of premium. Like content. you couldn't put a Disney film on. No, YouTube. no, you no, couldn't. It'd and be taken down in seconds. There's also like a middle tier of stuff that I would say is usually on like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like sort of obscure-ish shows, but shows that people would still know about. Like like the the BBC's like six episode Pride and Prejudice with. Yeah. Yeah. With, um, what's True. his name? Uh, oh, the actor who... Oh, what's his name? The British actor, Colin Firth. Oh, God, Colin Firth yeah. is Mr. Darcy yeah. in that. Like, that middle tier is also 
never on YouTube, but yep. the lower tier. This is like the tier where TVs were in a different aspect ratio. <laughs> like, <laughs> where your TV had yeah. had a depth almost equal to its width. Yes, <laughs> it was a square. It was a square, big cube. Um, yes, no, it was a great yeah. show, and a, and they are a great comedy duo. So if you get the chance, if they're touring or wherever that you are, and you have the ability to, to see them, highly Go see them, and you'll Definitely. really understand where Walt and I's comedy comes from. <laughs> Definitely. All right, well, I feel good. Let's go and chill and play some Switch or something. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I feel very competitive in this episode. Glad it's done. Yep, let's get it over with. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for hopefully a more, a less stressful. <laughs> yeah. Get commanded. Less sweaty. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's cross our fingers for a better command <laughs> that way. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Commander players. Bye.